0: Welcome to Moonbeaming, a podcast about lunar living, magic, creativity, tarot, and more. I'm your host, Sarah Faith Godestiner, and I'm so honored and excited to be here with you today. Hello and welcome back to Moonbeaming. This is our last mini-sode of season three. Thank you so much for being here for season three. We made it. It was such a beautiful experience. I need to thank Hazel, who assists on the pod, and who I could not do this without. I have to thank Rose, the wonderful editor who edits this here pod, who I could not create without, and of course our patrons who make this all possible. Thank you for supporting my work and for ensuring that we can keep on doing this project. And of course, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. I'm going to be putting a lot of focus on my upcoming class, Resourcing the Creative Self, which begins March 5th. Enrollment ends March 1st, or whenever we sell out because slots are limited because this is a live class. And I also want it to be somewhat intimate for all of us. I'm really excited about this class. It's for you if you're interested in reigniting both your artistic and magical practices. If you feel ready to make some changes, big, small, subtle, bold, with your identity and maybe even perhaps your creative identity. If you are ready to change how you relate to yourself and your life and want some accountability and some guidance in the form of this container, this is definitely the class for you. We are going to explore creativity, art, creative spellcasting, creating artistic correspondences banks, and committing to an artistic practice that you get to define. So if you want more information about this class, check out our website. I'm not sure when I'll be doing this again. So if it sounds right up your alley and you can do it, I'd encourage you to consider joining us. And if you want to know when we'll be offering it again, if we do offer it again, subscribe to the newsletter. That's where we announce everything we do at the studio including an amazing talisman collection I have been working on for years now with my friend, the artist and jeweler, Leo Black. I'm sure some of you know Leo or know Leo's work. She is phenomenal. I'm so excited for y'all to see and get these magical objects. You can check it all out on the site as well or on our Instagrams, uh, because it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day to all who celebrate. You know, some of us don't celebrate it. I get it. I'm like, I, I think I've said, have I said this on the podcast? Maybe I haven't. I've said it elsewhere. I don't remember where I say things anymore. I've reached, I've reached that point, but I'm trying as much as possible to center love and to open up to love and to be in the energy of love as much as possible this year. And so as far as I'm concerned, any excuse, any excuse to celebrate love does not have to be romantic love. It can be platonic love. It can be self-love. It can be reverence for poetry or for the elements or for a rock or for the tea that you're drinking right now. I think that celebrating love is important. Yes, I understand that this holiday can be annoying and that it's commercialized and all that stuff. Totally get it. I'm cynical just like you. This cynical... Old witch is attempting to open up to compassion and open up to love because it feels imperative, it feels necessary, and I've been making it a practice since the beginning of the year and it's been very, very, very healing for me. So the bigger news this week, to be real, is we have got a lovely full moon We have a lovely full moon in Tropical Leo this Wednesday. What's interesting about the lunar cycles that kick off 2022 is in January, we had two new moons and in March, we have two new moons. We've got two months that have two new moons in them, which feels interesting. Of course, this is also all arbitrary, meaning that time and how we keep time can be arbitrary. I'm talking about if you are on the West Coast, if you practice Pacific Standard Time, where I am. If you are in Australia or if you are on the East Coast of the United States, technically that new moon might land on a different day. It could be different. Of course, of course, of course, a lunar cycle is its own thing. Beyond time, what I mean is beyond Gregorian time, beyond the calendar time that so much of the world acknowledges and uses, a lunar cycle is its own thing. It starts at a new moon and it ends on the dark moon just before a new moon. And what I want to highlight here and now is this lunar cycle, is the entire lunar cycle and how we can attune to it and how we can collaborate with it. If one was only following popular or pop Western astrology, it's like the only lunar phases that exists is a new moon and a full moon. And Western pop astrology, which of course has influenced Western pop witchcraft, usually associates the new moon with beginnings and intention setting. We've all, we've all heard that one before and the full moon with endings and letting go. We've all heard that one before as well. Now, those of you who've read my book, the moon book, you know, that's not how I see it. It's not how I collaborate with the lunar cycle. And so it's not how I teach it. If that's what resonates with you, then beautiful. If it works for you, keep doing it. This viewpoint would say maybe a full moon is about endings. Maybe the full moon corresponds to the nine or the 10 of the minor arcana in the tarot. And that's simply not accurate. The full moon is the midway point of a lunar cycle. If we're comparing it to the tarot, although I don't even know why we're doing that, but I've heard people do that before. It's the five, the six, the sevens in the minors. It's this integration point between the new or the waxing phase which in itself has three distinct parts to it and the waning phase, which also has three distinct phases to that, or maybe four if you're getting really granular. The full moon is this awesome opportunity to check in. It's this mirror to the subconscious and the conscious self. I would even argue the superconscious, if we're still using that terminology. The full moon brings our water up to the surface. It's the crashing wave. It's our emotions, our intuition and psychic abilities that are heightened along with it perhaps our memory and along with that our somatic self. This is why I call the full moon energy everything all at once. It's a choose your own adventure in terms of how You'd like to collaborate with it. I will say that in general, a full moon feels like it's happening to us. Everyone knows what I'm talking about, probably, but we get to collaborate with it. This is an alchemical process, it's an integration opportunity, and it usually amplifies. Sometimes it amplifies things we maybe don't want amplified at that time. Or we can consciously collaborate with it and utilize this energy to amplify something of our choosing. Okay, so why am I highlighting all of this now? Well, this month, we've got this emphasis on the full moon, sure, because it's the main lunation event of February. However, because of this, there's this emphasis on the phases that surround it, the waxing and waning, which are just as important in my teaching than a new or a full. What you want to do with your energy, with your focus in these few days leading up to this full moon and what you want to focus on and do with your energy afterwards during the waning moon for the rest of this month, is up to you. And what this full moon may illuminate for you are the things you would like to focus on that then steers your awareness, your energy, your actions for the rest of the month until the dark moon at the end of this month. It would be great to take some time today through Wednesday to notice what's coming up for you around being seen versus being truly known. And to name what the parts are of yourself that you might have been ignoring or neglecting or submerging. Those parts could be trying to get your attention this week, either through synchronicities or by some real strong yearnings, what you find yourself daydreaming about or drawn to, or even just more sensitive about. Often on the surface, there's the thing we're sensitive about and then below it a few steps are kind of what it's actually about. So this could be coming up for all of us this week. What I want to say is so often we'll locate a need or a desire, and we'll immediately flip into scarcity mode with it. And what I mean by that is we'll either shut ourselves down around it, like ignore it, not see that need as a possibility to follow, or we'll put it in concrete. We'll see it as a lack, just a lack that's there that will never change, that that hole, right? That'll never get stopped up with anything. We'll see it as something that could never happen in our lifetime. At least it, it could never happen to us. It It only happens to other people. Only other people can experience intimacy or being truly known or being truly celebrated or, or, or the list goes on and on and on. Often that's because this need is linked to a deep wound we have, or an intense trauma we've endured that has also attached itself to our identity. And in that, we then create behaviors that enforce this identity. Afraid, You'll never be centered or thought of, never taken into account because maybe as a child you had to be on the sidelines. You were the silent observer. Perhaps when you did take up space, you got punished or taken down a notch. Maybe like a great many other sensitives, you were the processor. You processed the emotions of the group. You are the emotional barometer, so to speak. This is a thing that happens with a lot of highly sensitive people, a lot of folks who call themselves empaths, a lot of intuitives. It can often be unknowing, but then it ends up being this pattern where you're the one smoothing out the energy or the emotions of a group using your energy, using your emotions. Maybe over time, people told you, you are one thing. So you became that specific role and you didn't choose that role, but the role enabled you to survive or that role was how other people saw you. And so you became attached to it. And now it feels like It's a part of you. This can be an opportune full moon to begin choosing different identities, different roles. And one of the ways we can begin this process is by naming what those are and by locating some of our core needs. Expressing those needs can feel really scary or way too hard because you might not have been safe or felt safe to share them in the past. Even thinking about trying to get those needs met or to begin thinking about getting those dreams fulfilled can sometimes feel heartbreaking because they haven't been met yet or fulfilled yet. And that feels bummerific to say the least, or there's a lot of grief surrounding why you haven't been able to do so and you're blaming yourself and you're beating yourself up. Although maybe you haven't completely tried. So, you know, that's a whole other knot that I can't untangle right now, but that happens sometimes. And also, of course, it's way safer for your heart or for your ego, for your life, for your relationships to stay the same. I think about that saying, because the devil is our teacher card, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. We do this a lot to ourselves. I mean, I know I do. Maybe you do too. So here's the catch. 22. Is that a real thing? Am I just making this up? I'm like, sometimes when I start... Flowing or channeling, I start saying things I don't know where they come from. Like, I, I'm not sure if they're an actual thing, and then often they are. So, I'm just going to go with it. Just going to go with it. Here's the catch 22. And you know it. You know what I'm going to say. In order to get those needs met, you've not only got to be brave enough to express them, you've got to be brave enough to make space for them. And You've got to be brave enough to be available to receive them with presence in the moment, not rejecting them, not glossing them over, not numbing out, receiving them into yourselves. It's a lot, it's really activating. This requires letting your guard down. And where better to start? then with yourself start practicing with a self check-in and with trying to meet your own needs it can be really simple just a basic what do i want i want this week to feel easier than last week i want to center my health i want to focus on finding tiny pockets of joy and sweetness i want to create a ritual before I start work so that I'm focused and I'm supporting my body and so on and so on and so forth. It's in these practices that we connect to ourselves. These little gestures of being able to meet our own needs over time, add up to more trust, more courage, and eventually more vulnerability with others, with the greater world, which is the gift of courage isn't it? This is a brilliant full moon for imagining or reimagining yourself. Who you are ready to be from an authentic heart led place. Your heart can give you the intel. It probably feels a little risky, could feature some boldness, perhaps. That's what it sometimes feels like when we. Center ourselves and center our needs first. If you have spent almost your entire life being told that you are only worthy when you are focusing on others or what you can do for others or on the metrics created by something other than you, it's going to feel odd when you create your own metrics. It's going to feel strange when you focus on yourself first. If you've spent almost your entire life believing that it's selfish to put yourself first, then you're going to feel selfish when you put yourself first, at least in the beginning. Other people could insinuate that you are selfish when you put your needs first. There's that off-repeated quote we hear like 9 million times all the time in like the self-help world. Like, put the oxygen mask on first when you're on the plane. Everyone loves that one. They love it. But the reality of that, especially depending on your identity and your upbringing, or simply if you're breaking contracts in your life that have you responding to everyone around you first, you know, it's going to feel uncomfortable. I'm telling you that because it's imperative you understand that reactions or responses to you being self-full, including your own, of course, that might feel uncomfortable, these are not reasons to stop. Keep going. Keep centering your heart. Keep coming from a heart-led place. Keep admitting when you're Reacting from a scared place or a place of defense or a place of wounding, and try to choose humility. Try to choose compassion and let that inform your decisions, especially if you do need to make an apology, even if that includes yourself, or you do have to have a hard conversation. At the very least, you do need to communicate around specific vulnerable topics. And this week, a whole lot of them could feel vulnerable. Remember what I said in the beginning, these little snags at the surface that feel especially sensitive. There's there's something underneath. There's, there's some roots there. Keep acknowledging your needs. Remember we're connected. And remember that for the rest of the month, will be in the waning moon, a time to go deeper, a time to shed and release, a time for behind-the-scenes building, for foundational nourishment. A lunar cycle does not end with a full moon. It keeps going, just like you. That's the mini-sode for this week, for more... Sign up for my upcoming art and magic class. Subscribe to the Patreon if you haven't. Check out all the downloads and meditations that we have in the shop. If you'd like to pick up the Many Moons 2022 guide, it's in our shop as well. It's both a 240-page planner or as a monthly digital guide. Wishing you all a beautiful week, a beautiful full moon and a beautiful end of winter and transition time into spring. Bye. Moon Beaming is brought to you by The Moon Studio. It is created and hosted by me, Sarah Faith Godestiner. Additional assistance is provided by Hazel Frew. Sound art is by Will Owen and the show is supported by the Moon Studios Patreon. Thanks so much for your support. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. It's much appreciated. Thanks for being here.